0: Rob what's up man happy Wednesday how are you
1: happy Wednesday man it is uh, a good day I mean we got some crappy weather here but um, football tomorrow so can't be too upset and and enjoying doing this podcast so ready to get to another week I can't believe that I mean it's already flying week five is here already
0: oh yeah I know and like you said, like five straight gloomy days over here on the East Coast, but looking like it's going to lighten up, be a nice couple of days heading into the weekend. Uh, so looking yeah. forward to it. And yeah, we got Colts, Broncos tomorrow. We're not going to spend a ton of time on that game because most people listen to this. The game will probably have already happened. But who, who you got in tomorrow's game? Give me a pick real quick.
1: I don't think I'm ever ready to take the Colts right now. Just, <laughs> we've talked about them a couple of times the past couple of weeks. They just look awful. And I know they're kind of looking a little bit better as the weeks go on, but... Uh, I think so are the Broncos, so I'm going to stick with the Broncos. With Russ, he's starting to heat up a little bit. Had a good week last week, so um, I'll go with the Broncos there. How about you?
0: Yeah, I think I'm going go to to – I think I got to go with the Broncos as well. It's really just Russ over Matt Ryan. Um, We know the Colts show up against these good teams like they do the Chiefs. We talked about that some last week where we weren't concerned about the Chiefs because they just tend to show up and then they kind of wet the bed against good teams or against bad teams. Um, But I do think the Broncos pull this I think it's in Denver that's part of it. I think uh, being at mile high kind of helps them out some. Um, We talked about the Colts just look terrible. Jonathan Taylor's. you know, he, he's hurt some. Matt Ryan looks really, really rough. I do think the Colts get it together and pull near 500 by the season's end. But, uh, yeah, I, it's really – not an exciting, really not a game I'm looking forward to that much. Um, but I will say, uh, as we get into it here, one of the first things we wanted to talk about was actually Geno Smith and the Seahawks before we transition into for real for, uh, the for real for debate and uh, then, of course, who's a fraud. Um, that's going to be a fun one where it kind of opens up a lot of discussion similar to what it did last week for us. Uh, but in reality, um, I think uh, uh, something that's interesting to note here is, is Geno Smith. And uh, what's been happening with him uh, over the course of the last couple of weeks. And really, I think it's more indicative of Russell Wilson and the Broncos and what was Wilson doing last year uh, more so than it is of uh, Geno Smith. Um, and you know, Geno and company, his underlying metrics, they actually look good. Like they've been very efficient the last couple weeks. They've been, uh, he is per Warren Sharp third in expected points added per attempt. He's actually 13th in the red zone. So there's actually room for improvement or room for regression on the flip side of that, depending on. Uh, whether you're glass half full, glass half empty kind of person on Gino, I think most people are going to be glass half empty. But the point is, underlying metrics are actually pretty good, and he could actually improve in the w- red zone, and uh, we could continue to see the Seahawks improve, which is really stunning coming into this season because I expected them to be terrible. I think most people expected them to be terrible, terrible. But Gino again, second success rate. Uh, Behind only Josh Allen, he's uh, and then if we hop over to pro football focus, he's their number two graded passer uh, as well uh, with an 81.5 just behind Jalen Hurts. Really stunning metrics. And then something that's really indicative is uh, he's uh, got 76 percent of his drop packs under pressure. 76% 76% of those under-pressure dropbacks have resulted in attempts to an actual target, which is well above the league average of 59%, well above Russell Wilson, who sits right at the league average. Um, of course, we know that defense has been awful. The second most yards allowed this season. So we know that they've had to be efficient and be good. The first couple of weeks, the offense was really bad. But they've been with about four and a half yards per play. The last two weeks, seven yards per play. Yes, it was the Falcons and Lions. But I didn't even expect them to be good against those two terrible defenses. Um, you know, Rob, I got to ask you: Is this more indicative? Are you buying the Seahawks at all? I don't know that I'm buying them yet. Uh, but is this more indicative of Russell Wilson, uh, or is this actually potentially saying, "Hey, can the Seahawks compete in uh, in the wild card here in the in the NFC?"
1: Well, I'll answer your first question first. So I I'm not bought in on the Seahawks. Um I I am a Jets fan. We had Geno Smith as our quarterback for a couple of years. It was not good. And if anything, he's proving that coaching has a lot more to do with your success than anything. So I mean you saw Russell Wilson in the system succeed and thrive. Um and you're seeing a quarterback that has similar athleticism to Russell Wilson. Um I wouldn't call him nearly as good as a player um I don't think anyone would but he's proven to be really good in this system and I think a good coach makes a quarterback that much better um but I will say I I just don't believe in the Seahawks going forward they've had a couple cupcake games like you were just saying um beat the Falcons beat the Lions and two pretty decently high scoring games um but once they run into that that division I don't think it's going to go as well as it has been I, I don't love that division, but I do like the Niners. I do like the Rams. Not a big fan of the Cardinals, but I do think all three of those teams are better than the Seahawks. So I think once they run into that division, they'll find a little bit of trouble. But for now, their strength of schedule hasn't been great. I mean, they beat the Broncos, um, got beat up pretty good by one of those division you know rivals in the 49ers, lost by 20 points. So I think they're going to fall apart a little bit once they get more into the division games. But, yeah, it might be indicative of Russell Wilson's success in Seattle. Um, Like we were saying before, I think, you know, you put a quarterback in the right situation regardless of the players around him, like he's going to be better. I mean, the Jets obviously didn't have a good situation when Gino was there. You give him DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, and a couple other good players, as well as, you know, a coach that's already proven in this league, And he comes around and, 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 you know, do your job, listen to what they're saying, and and you might succeed. And we've seen that with the Seahawks so far. I just think talent only gets you so far. Um, And I don't think Gino is talented enough to win those division battles and make like a wild card run or anything. So I'm kind of out on the Seahawks. It is cool to watch him succeed again, Um, but uh, I'm not buying this long-term success for Seattle. Were you a fan of him in New York? No, (laughs) short answer. (laughs) No. Um, you know, coming out of West Virginia, I think there was a lot of hype around him. Um, but the jets have gotten the quarterback wrong so many times. And I feel like he kind of started that. Um, and again, I don't know if it's the jets getting it wrong or if the Jets system is just wrong because Gino's obviously succeeding in a different system. Um, but we went from Sanchez to Gino and then it just kind of kept going downhill from there. I mean, we've got some older guys, you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick was all right. Um, but then you go Darnold who was a flop and then, uh, Zach Wilson now who looked pretty good this past weekend, but the, uh, Jerry's still out for that. So I did not like, you um, don't have any problems with him as a person, just not a fan of him as a quarterback.
0: Yeah, and like you, like, it's kind of interesting to see um, these underlying metrics, like to see how efficient Gino is, because it's just the polar opposite of what he's always been. And uh, I do think it's more indicative of Russ. Like we heard for a couple of years, and even even I I thought for a couple of years he was being held back by that offensive system, being held back by Pete Carroll. And to an extent, I do I do think he was. But to see uh, Gino's second success rate, uh, to see him uh, third in EPA per attempt, um, and uh, and really the the only glaring need is to improve in the red zone. But he's he's above league average sitting there at 13th. I think it's more indicative of Russell Wilson. Like that, I think that's just a real. Interesting. And to watch Nathaniel Hackett, and Russell Wilson struggle in Denver, they do not look good. Russ is a 17th graded passer and Denver is a bottom half offense in uh, yards per game. So I think it, it's it's truly indicative of maybe we were just all way off and wrong on. Maybe we were just all way off and wrong on um, on Russell Wilson. You know, I, th- I think that's, that's potentially was telling me more so. But, you know, if a couple of things break their way uh maybe they could contend for an NFC wild card i don't think they'll get it but i think you know 8 9 wins after starting out 2 and 2 uh you know they faced a couple teams we thought were going to be uh division contenders and the niners and broncos and split with them so they've shown us they can uh, compete It'll just be interesting to watch what you know happens. I do think the wheels fall off eventually, uh, similar to you, but uh, the thing I'm really going to be directing my eyes towards is, is the Denver Broncos and a lot of the issues that they've been uh, having and, you know, where we just all way off on Russell Wilson. You know, let's see if the Broncos can turn around. I'm not ready to, you know, bury the lead uh, on them just yet, but that's kind of what this is really telling me more than anything. And then I want to get your quick thoughts on the pro football focus power rankings because there was a couple things that really stuck out to me. It seemed way, 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 way off that I, I really disagreed with. And so their top two, Buffalo and Kansas City, I think we're in agreement there. Number three was Tampa Bay. I think we're going to have a, a little bit of disagreement there. Then Green Bay, San Francisco, Philly, the Rams, Cowboys, Bengals, and the Titans round out the top 10. So when I looked at this, you know, you and I were discussing some. And Tampa Bay I think we're going to disagree in the in the for real or for debate section a little bit. Um, and what, We'll get to that, but I don't think they're the third best team in the league right now. I know PFF is projecting long term. Now, one thing that's interesting about them is that they do have the easiest schedule moving forward and an easy division. But in terms of the straight up uh, power rankings, having Tampa Bay there at third from what I've seen is, is really tough to swallow. I think they're clearly, to me, I think they're a top 10 team in the league easily, but third um, is kind of pushing it. The other couple I disagree with is San Fran and Tennessee. I think we're overreacting to that San Francisco game a little bit. PFF is good about not overreacting. It's purely data-driven, so I know they're not. But even then, I think with Jimmy G as your quarterback, you're always going to have a little bit of a ceiling. That The, the defense has looked incredible. D'Amico Ryan has, has just... Schemed up an incredible defense that has limited 13 of the last 16 opponents under their projected scoring total. Um, I think that's great. San Francisco is a borderline top 10 de- team to me, but they're not number five. And then the Titans, I just don't, I'm not convinced the Titans are any good. I think they're in a bad division. I don't think uh, a division being bad means that uh, you're a top 10 team, similar to Tampa Bay being a top uh, three team. Tennessee, I'm not even sure Tennessee's top 15 in my power rankings. I think they, you know, they, they beat the Colts who I, we know, aren't that good right now. Um, And it's it's going to be interesting to watch what happens with the Titans. They always seem to grind out uh, nine or 10 wins, but just watching them, I, I don't think they're the 10th best team in the league. I think they're barely top 15. but That doesn't mean they can't win that division. Give me your thoughts real quick on this, these power rankings who you disagree with before we head into our favorite segment and go around the league discussing some of these division leaders.
1: I think we're in, you know, large part in agreement from top to bottom outside of Tampa Bay. So Buffalo, KC, I think are one and two without a doubt. I've said Buffalo is one for you know since week one and even preseason. So I'm sticking with that. KC looked really good against Tampa Bay, and that's why I have a problem with Tampa Bay being number three. Is KC made them look and I'll, I'll touch on this a little bit more in a bit, but like they made them look like they weren't in the same league. Like I, I think I checked the score after a quarter or two and. KC was up two or three touchdowns and I was like, what? Like, this just seems off. Like, so I, I just haven't seen it from Tampa Bay yet. I, I know the defense looks, looks great. They did not look great against KC, but I don't think anyone's defense ever looks good against the chiefs. Um, but offensively, I know they've had a lot of injuries, but I just, I feel like, there's just like this cloud over Brady. Like I, I don't see him playing the way he he's used to and, or the way we're used to seeing him play. And I, I need to see that before I can rank them, especially top three. I, I wouldn't even put them in the top five right now. Um, top 10 I, I could go with, but top five I would not put. Um, so I definitely disagree with um, the PFF ranking there. Green Bay I agree with. Um, but if I were to pick my top three, it would be Buffalo, Casey and Philly right now. So Philly, I know they haven't had the, the, toughest schedule to date um you know you get the lions you get the vikings who you know are three and one but they're actually on my frauds list um they're yet to really play a contender uh so they're four zero. it's great start they look really good but we still need to see if they are really good um i believe they are i believe they're the number three or they should be respected as the number three team in the league right now like you think the teams after that like green bay even They've looked good. They haven't looked great in my opinion. Um so I will go Buffalo, Casey, Philly. And then yeah, I agree with the um with your point on San Fran. I, I think they looked phenomenal the other night against LA, but I'm not there yet. I think their defense looks great. If their offense gets going, I can absolutely see them being a top five team, just like they were last year, you know, towards the end of the year in the playoffs. But for now, like I can't put them up there just yet. Uh, Jimmy G does have a ceiling and and we've seen that in past years, but if they can get that offense rolling, they're, they're, they're a scary team and we've seen them make runs and we've seen them give green Bay a tough time and, you know, make a run for that NFC. They were, they were one touchdown away from going to the Super Bowl last year and who knows what would have happened. Um, so I will kind of leave it there. Yeah. Tennessee, like I, I'm not bought at all. Like if anything, I think the Jags are the number one team in that division right now and I'm not sure what, exactly goes into these rankings um but i definitely need to look into that more because i'm not sure why tennessee would be considered that high they are also not a top 15 team for me i think you said that i am in agreement there um so in large part i think we're in agreement uh just outside of tampa bay
0: Yeah, I was kind of stunned at the Jags there. The Jags actually have uh, the second easiest schedule projected for the remainder of the season after having the eighth toughest to open the season. Um, Tampa Bay actually had the toughest schedule to open the season. Now they have the easiest moving forward based off of uh, uh, where things currently sit across the league. So, um, you know, those Jacksonville and Tennessee I would almost have flipped. Um, and then, you know, Tampa Bay, I'd have sitting there right around, you know, in between in that six to eight range right now. But they are only going to improve, I think, and then we'll see what Jacksonville is really made of uh, moving forward. But as we kind of shift into these division leaders and best records, you know, our favorite segment here, Rob, for real frauds, uh, for debate, and really this opens up a ton of discussion, I'm going to pass it to you to talk about the Bills. We're going to kick it off here talking about uh, uh, some of these teams here that you believe are – uh, for real, and uh, I'm going to let you lead it off with the Bills here.
1: Yeah, well, the Bills, uh, there's, it's no surprise for me, I think. No surprise for any listeners either. They've been my number one team all year. They continue to be. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't seen anything that would change that. I know they lost against the Dolphins, but Dolphins have also proven to be a pretty good team as well. So Bills this week, what I needed to see, which is what I saw, is that they showed resilience. They didn't give up. They were down, I think, 20-3 to 3 at one point and they come back and win 23 to 20. So that's that's where you get those Super Bowl winning teams is the teams that can do it all. They obviously can do it offensively. They can do it defensively. But when it comes down to, you know, when you hit adversity, what do you do? And, and the Bills did not give up. They did not quit. They came back and actually won that game. Now, on the flip side, I think the Ravens definitely should have won that game. Um, that was an absolutely abysmal finish to that game, I think. They're they're having issues. Like they're also in my for-real column, so I'll actually just jump to them. Um, they've shown signs of a Super Bowl contender, and we talked about that last mm-hmm. week. Lamar looks great. Um, he continues to look great, and I don't think he's going to slow down anytime soon. But they just can't finish games. They have lost. I think two or yeah, two. Both games they lost. They were winning, and like they should have won. So they. I know there's. I got a notification on my phone that there's like some locker room issues there, as far as like. Marcus Peters and and Harbaugh, they kind of jawed a little bit. Um, He was blaming Harbaugh, I guess, for the losses. But that's the kind of stuff that tears a good team apart. And if they can figure that out, I think they'll be fine. But like they could very well be 4-0 right now. They lost a huge lead to Miami and then another huge lead to to Buffalo Mm back-to-back week. So that's just like you need to clean that up if you want to make a run. Um, Those are my first two teams. And then uh, what we just mentioned before, Eagles, Chiefs, Packers, my, my other three teams on the uh, for real column right now. And what I mean like, by the for real column is – and it's, maybe this is where we differ because you might have Tampa Bay on this or, or whatnot. Maybe, maybe you don't. But, like, if the playoffs were to start tomorrow, that's why this is subject to change every week. And it's going to change. And Dolphins actually fell out of my for real column this week. But if the playoffs are tomorrow, this is who I think would – be in the super bowl this is who i think would be there at the end so right now i have bills eagles chiefs packers ravens like that's all i see right now ravens are are hanging on by a thread if they win those other two games i think they establish their dominance a little bit have a little bit more confidence but for now i'm leaving it at those five i think the eagles continue to impress obviously they want a sloppy one in jacksonville um I mean, that was really sloppy. But what we did see was we saw Miles Sanders step up, which is something he hasn't really done in past years. We, he's had a lot of question coming into the last couple of years and hasn't performed the way people expected out of college. And, and we saw a huge game from him last week. So I think that's a positive. If you want to flip it onto a positive for the Eagles last week, even though they lost a close one, uh, Miles Sanders came out to play. And, you know, as I said before, Chiefs, there's no question in my mind. They're always going to be, you know, the top couple teams in the league every single year with Mahomes can never count them out, never count out Andy Reed, but they made the Bucks look like they weren't on the same level. Um, so I think the chiefs should absolutely be up there. And then the Packers I, I do, again, I, I think I mentioned it a couple minutes ago. Like I just need to see a little more consistency. So obviously coming in without Devontae Adams, losing a couple other guys, like you got to figure it out. I, I think we're seeing some younger guys start to emerge. Like the Romeo Dobbs connection between him and Rodgers is starting to emerge a little bit. If that, continues to grow i think they're a scary team as well I mean, any team with rogers on the you know the head of the team is, is scary so those are my five teams and again ravens are hanging on by a thread but uh they may not be here next week or they may be as well i don't know like it, it really depends on them finishing games and because we've seen what they can do they just need to finish at this point
0: yeah Ravens got to close games, period, end of story on that. I think we're in agreement there um, that defenses and secondaries look horrendous. We talked about that last week. They got to fix some of those issues. Uh, The offense looks great. Lamar looks great. Um, But that secondary and the defense, they got to fix some of those issues. I get what Harbaugh is doing. I like his aggressiveness, always have. Uh, But to just kind of give up leads like that, uh, you can can blame not kicking a field goal or whatever as much as you want. Um, But you, you got to stop people at the end of the day, like you got to, um, you know, you got to be able to protect a lead. You know, the Ravens are putting up points; they're doing what they need to do offensively. But that that defense has got to stop somebody. Now, on the flip side, their their bottom bottom five defense, you can only go up from here. Like, you can't get much worse. If you stay worse, you kind of know you'll you'll finish the season right around eight and nine. You know, maybe ten and seven or something like that. But you know, even if you just improve slightly, you don't even have to be that good. You just have to improve slightly. Um, and I think the Ravens will just be fine and can win that division because I think. uh you know, the Steelers, would know what they are. The Browns, you know, Jacoby Brissett can only get them so far. And then they got to acclimate uh, Deshaun Watson. And then Cincinnati has been on and off. Even in that win against Miami, Cincinnati really didn't look that good. Uh, most of the game until Tua goes down. Speaking of Tua, if Tua is healthy and comes back healthy and is fine, um, I think the Dolphins are for real. If Tua is out, yeah. I mean, they're they're not a contender at all. Like, um, Tyrod Taylor, just isn't it. Uh, or not Tyrod Taylor, excuse me. Teddy Bridgewater, just isn't it. We clearly saw that the last couple of years. Mike McDaniel's a much better coach for Teddy Bridgewater than what he's had. But, you know, he's he's not going to launch them into uh, for real territory by any means. So that one's just all hinging on whether or not two is healthy uh, in my book. Bill's. Yeah, best team in the league. We've that's that's been that from the jump. Eagles was our dark horse in the NFC coming into this season. Uh, they remained undefeated. Uh, like you said, the run game stepped up big time. Uh, we knew we would break the run games away eventually. as Jalen Hurts has had a lot of rushing touchdowns and everything recently. But Jalen Hurts is the number one graded passer in the league right now uh, by a wide margin. The Eagles have the number two graded defense according to Pro Football Focus. They're looking great, and they continue to have uh, a top five. Uh, uh, easy strength of schedule. So they came into this season. We knew the Eagles had an easy schedule. Uh, they've had the fourth or fifth easiest so far this season. And they have the third easiest remaining moving forward. Uh, so the Eagles, I mean, 12, 13 wins are are almost a lock at this point, as long as everyone stays healthy. Um, You know, against the Jags in an absolute torrential downpour, uh, they still managed to... Uh, Pull away with that game. And and the defense looked good and held it together at the end of the game. And then Jalen Hurts and company got it together and did what they needed to do. Um, Chiefs agreed, going to be fine. Explosive. Play rate is down a little bit, but they've adjusted their offense and no Tyreek Hill. They're going to be fine because they got Andy Reid and Pat Mahomes. Um, I think they're easily a top three team as well. Packers have not looked good, but they're in the for real because they haven't looked good and they're three and one and they got Aaron Rodgers. And it, at the end of the day, they're going to be fine. Doesn't matter how uh, bad his receiving core is. Uh, they're going to be fine. They got Aaron Rodgers um, and they have just the middle of the pack. Uh, strength of schedule. You know They'll finish up the season with 11 or 12 wins and uh, be contending right there in the NFC. I don't know that they're Super Bowl contenders with that roster, but at the end of the day, you know the Packers are one of the best teams in the league. And then uh, as we shift down into uh, who's a fraud, I know you're going to lead it off here talking about a couple of these teams, but before I toss it over to you, um, real quick, you know, you're going to run through some Giants and Vikings um, and the Giants. I have no disagreements here with you, I think, for good reason. Kind of crazy to watch Saquon uh, playing quarterback, though, um, a little bit. And then uh, I'll give my thoughts on the Vikings when we get to it. But why don't you talk to us a little bit about these two teams?
1: Yeah, so I think the Giants, they were on my fraud list last week. Um, as were the Vikings and I dropped some people off this list because I think we had a couple last, last week, like the Raiders and a couple others that, you know, at this point I kind of done with them. (laughs) So I don't really feel like talking about them, but the giants and the Vikings are both three and one and I'll start with the giants. uh, Similar commentary to last week. I just, I just don't believe in them. I think they have had really easy games to date, um, it hey gets a little bit tougher this week. Like they got to go, go up against Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. It's not, you know, the Titans or the Panthers or the bears, the teams that they've beat. And you saw them play the Cowboys and lose and the Cowboys are, I think a much better team than the last, you know, the three teams that they beat. But I just, I can't support like a Daniel Jones led team. I just think like, whatever, don't know anything about the guy, but I just know that he's not the answer in New York um, for the giants and, and that's pretty much my reasoning. Like I do believe dabble. I do believe that they're starting to shift to a better territory. And I honestly think giants fans would agree with me. I don't, I think they don't think Daniel Jones is the guy. And that's the only reason I would put them on the fraud list and their strength to schedule for the remainder of the year outside the Eagles and the Cowboys and their division. Like it's not that tough. Like com- the commanders are bad. Like they're pretty, pretty bad. Like I, I, I think, um, JT or someone said it on, on the last podcast that he thinks they're contenders for to have the number one pick next year in the draft. And that would mean that they have a really bad year. So like I could see that, um, and the Giants might get a couple wins there. But other than that, like I, j- I just don't believe in them moving forward. And and I don't think a lot of people would disagree with me. Three, three wins against three teams that I don't think are good either, um, even though PFF ranks the Titans as a top-10 team. I don't believe that they're top 10 or even top 15, as we said before. Um, And then kind of same deal with the Vikings. Um, I do think they have more talent. Obviously, you know, Kirk Cousins is okay. And um, Justin Jefferson and, and Thielen are obviously a great combo. And Dalvin Cook in the backfield. Dalvin Cook really hasn't got going at all yet. And they're three and one, which is a good sign. But I also think it doesn't really matter. I think me and you are both kind of on the same page where we think the Packers are winning this division regardless if Rogers gets hurt that's the only reason that the Packers wouldn't win this division in my eyes so great the Vikings are three and one they did beat the Packers but that was a Packers team week one that just was not prepared for you know whatever offense they were putting out there like the receivers looked lost Rodgers looked frustrated they're not going to be the same Packers team moving forward we've obviously seen they've won three since so you know all, all the other wins for the Vikings have been versus bottom 15 teams so like I I just don't believe in them yet if they continue to win they beat the Packers again maybe we'll reconsider this but that's kind of my thoughts on it um where are you with them I know you said you had some comments
0: so I actually think they're a wild card contender and I think they'll give green Bay a little bit of run for their money, but I, I'm like, you yeah, green Bay is definitely winning that division at the end of the day. I think uh, Minnesota has looked better than I expected them to look coming into the season. Um, they actually, I know I said earlier, Philly has the third easiest schedule moving forward. Uh, they had the third easiest schedule up to date and they have the, about the fifth easiest moving forward. Minnesota actually uh, has the third easiest schedule uh, move forward, and PFF gives them about a 69%, 70% chance to make the playoffs. I strongly agree with that. They've, they currently uh, technically lead the division, like we said. I think Green Bay will get them in round two and win this division by one or two games. But uh, Minnesota, I think, could give people uh, trouble in the playoffs, honestly, because they've uh, looked pretty good. Kevin Connell got back to scheming guys open um, against the Saints. They have a top-10 graded defense, which I don't think on just – Looking at their defense, I think they've looked pretty bad. You can throw the ball on them quite a bit, but overall they still have the number nine graded defense. They got a better run defense than they do a pass defense. Um, so I think that's something that's going to be interesting to watch, uh, for sure moving forward. Uh, but they just seem overall to be pretty well. Coached, I think they'll be fine, and I think they're a wild card contender that could give someone a run for their money. They're not going to win an NFC championship, but I could see them upsetting someone in the wild card round of the playoffs. I, I don't know if that means they're for real, but I definitely think that they can do some damage. Whereas, obviously, with the Giants, you know, we know what they are. I think Giants fans are pretty pumped that they've had the season they've had, and our guys at Giant Up are, and they should be. There's is a huge, huge wins for the Giants to be three and one, and you know, for the Giants to win seven or eight games this season, that's a massive leap forward uh, for that organization after the last four or five years were just abysmal. Uh, But the Vikings... Um, look like they could uh, give some people some run for their money, but they're by no means a championship contender. Uh, but I do think, actually, as we transition down to here to who's up for debate, and I know they're they're down your list a little bit, but I want to kick it off here with the Buccaneers since we talked about them so much earlier. Um, I know you're struggling with uh, making them a for-real team. I maintained last week, I know they looked bad against Kansas City and Kansas City blew them out, but they're finally getting healthy. I maintain that they're going to be fine long-term, no, Brady and company hasn't looked good. That defense looks great. It's a top three defense right now in the NFL. I think as long as they stay healthy. Last year, the defense was terrible because of so many injuries. I think as long as they stay healthy, uh, they'll be fine. They're going to be good. Offensively, they're going to get healthy. The line issues will persist due to the injuries and and uh, people – uh, they didn't come back for them, a couple retirees in the offseason. Uh, but I think the Bucks are going to be fine. Uh, they've got a very easy division. I know they're technically tied with the Falcons. I think they just blow them out this week. I, I don't think they're going to have any issues with Atlanta. Uh, they've had the hardest strength of schedule uh, to date, and now they've got the easiest projected sh- uh, strength of schedule for the rest of the season. Um, and I, I think that just – automatically is going to make them a division winner. And as they get better throughout the season, even though they haven't looked for real or anything, I think even if the playoffs did start for today, they would flip a switch. I think if that, there's one thing I've learned about Tampa Bay and Tom Brady-led teams is that when they need to flip a switch, they will flip a switch. And uh, that's just kind of how I feel about them. Um, so kind of give me your thoughts on uh, the Bucks. I know you're hesitant on them, and then want you to transition into your next one.
1: Let me ask you a question first before I go into that. If mm-hmm. the Bucks, if the Bucks don't win this weekend, if the Falcons somehow grind out a win, where are the Bucks on your list next week?
0: Honestly, they're about the same. Okay, it's it's early October. Um, you know, they're they're about the same to me because the Falcons aren't going to keep that up for a full season. A Marcus Mariota led team is going to keep that up. Uh, The NFC overall is fairly weak. And yeah, um, it would almost feel like 2020. I know we talked about that last week a little bit, where 2020, they were sitting uh, pretty average through like week seven. You know, I think they were or going into week seven or eight. They were like at four and three um, or, or five and four, something like that. And that was the year that they got hot um, after their bye week went on to win the Super Bowl. Last year, they looked pretty good. They had a bunch of injuries and then ran into um, a Rams team that got them and went on to win the Super Bowl, which we talked about could be a tough matchup with pressure up the middle for Brady and an injured offensive line. Um, they ended up beating them. So, you know, um all just kind of watch them over the last couple of years. Like if the Falcons go in and win this game, like it doesn't really change much for me. Like I think the Buccaneers are going to have to be like 500 or a losing record in going into Thanksgiving for me to sound the alarm bells. And that's really just because I disrespect everyone else in this d- division so much. <laughs> Baker is horrible. The, one of the worst created passers in the NFL, if not the worst. He's terrible against pressure. Um, the Saints, I mean, they just don't have. The Saints are actually, I think, you know, at one and three are probably one of the best one and three teams out there. But they just don't have the quarterback to get them there. And then you know, the Falcons. It's Marcus Mariota and Arthur Smith. They're going to shoot themselves in the foot. They just are. You know, even if they win eight or nine games, um, I, I would I would be stunned if the Falcons still end this season above five hundred. If they end up nine and eight. You know, just so much disrespect for this division as a whole. And then to watch them have the easiest streak of schedule moving forward, even if the Falcons upset them, they have plenty of opportunities to rattle off, you know, four, five, six wins in a row, just just in chunks. So it's not just yeah. a standalone game. It's that everyone else after that is they're. Not going to be that good that they're playing. So they have so many get right games moving forward. It's just going to break their way eventually. Of course, the heartbreak yeah. with Giselle may slow them down.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, mm-hmm. I I completely agree. And I don't want to start this off, you know, this season off thinking that I am a Bucks hater. Like I, I do think <laughs> they're very good. I just think they haven't looked very good. I think that's two yeah. different two different things, right? And and we mm-hmm. just got out of September. We're still in October. I think you made a great point there is opportunity for them to string some wins together. It's still super early in the season. I mean, we're only in week five. Um, So I I do think they will be there at the end of the year. You know, when we get to the playoffs, um, they'll be a contender. They might be in that for real list, but that's the beauty of this is it it can change every week. And that's kind of leading up to my next point with sticking with the same kind of mindset is the Bengals. I think you've kind of been down on the Bengals and, and you might have some other additional thoughts. But for me, like, I think, if you look at their schedule the next couple weeks, I mean, they got the Ravens this week. That's a toss up for me. Like if they win that, let's say they win, right. Let's say they win that you go, then you play the saints and you play the Falcons and the Browns, the Panthers, the Steelers, the Titans, not until you get to the chiefs. Is that like, I don't think they're going to be, you know, underdogs until they get to the chiefs, which is week 12. So like the Bengals win, win some of these games. Like to me, looking at the, the eye test, right. If, if they, if they stay healthy and they play all these teams who they have for the next eight weeks or so um, you, I mean, I think they go eight and three or nine and two off the eye test, right? On paper. I think they beat, well, let's we'll leave the, the, the Ravens out of it, but I think they beat the Bengals, beat the Falcons, beat the Browns, beat the Panthers, beat the Steelers, beat the Titans. Like that's six, seven weeks in a row that you, you string wins together. And that that's kind of what, I mean, I know they didn't do that necessarily last year, but like, you mm-hmm. get hot at the right time. Like, they do finish with a tougher schedule. You know, they got the Chiefs and the Browns again. But I'm not a big believer in. But they got the Chiefs, the Bucks, Patriots. I don't believe in, but Bills and then Ravens again. So like, the last five six weeks are tougher. But that middle chunk of games, you can string six seven wins together. You might set yourself up set yourself up for you know a playoff spot. So. I think that's why I'm more confident in the Bengals. I do believe in that offense. I do believe um, they have the right pieces to make another run. So I'm leaving them on the for debate tab right now. And and I think that's definitely a team to watch out for. Um, A team that moved from the fraud to the for debate for me was the Jaguars. So I touched on them a little bit earlier in the show. I think that they are my division favorites right now. I don't believe in the Titans, Colts, or Texans. I do believe in the Jaguars. They lost a tough one to the Eagles. I know it was a terrible weather game. Trevor Lawrence did not look good. I think he lost four fumbles, actually, which is like the first time a quarterback has ever lost four fumbles in one game. Um, but it was a terrible weather game. Like, I don't think that's indicative of what who, what type of team they are or what type of player he is. Like, I think they have found their franchise quarterback in him. I think he's definitely shown signs of improvement, significant improvement. I think Doug Peterson is leading them to success. Um they're on this for debate list and not on the frauds, because I, I do believe that they're going to win the division. I do believe that they're going to be there at the end of the year, potentially in, in a playoff spot. So we'll definitely see where that goes and unfolds. But right now I'm going to leave them on the for debate. And then Chargers are, are my next team here. You know how much I love the Chargers, apparently. Like I am not a Chargers fan, but I am a Herbert fan. And, and for whatever reason, I do enjoy watching them. But, um, you know, they're back in the win column after last week, I think as long as they stay healthy and it's it's going to be the same you know same uh agenda every week as long as they stay healthy i think they're contenders i think they are contenders in that division i think they make or herbert especially makes it very difficult for mahomes in that division they go neck and neck i think they're on a similar talent level i think mahomes is ahead of him but i think herbert is really 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 good really talented and they have the pieces they have really good receivers really good running back um But Keenan Allen's been hurt as well. So it's like it's not just Herbert's rib injury that people are worried about. Keenan Allen's been out too. That's his favorite target. So if they get healthy, I think they're going to be pretty good. Um, Dolphins, again, another team that's contingent on injuries. I think without Tua, I think they're not the same team. I think we've been really high on them the first couple weeks. Rightfully so. They've looked really good. But they did not look good with Teddy when he came in. Teddy snapped the ball. I was texting you during the game. I was like, watch this guy. As soon as he snaps the ball, he looks at Tyreek Hill and no one else. Like he's, and you, I I forget what you called him, like daddy dump off or whatever. Like he just dumps off. (laughs) (laughs) That definitely wasn't the right word that you used, but like. Definitely not. Definitely didn't call him daddy dump off, but (laughs) I think that's
0: what we're going to call him from now on. Yeah. He just (laughs)
1: snaps the ball and goes underneath five, four or five yards, and it seemed, every pass seemed to go to Tyreek Hill. The only reason I know that is because Jalen Waddle's on my fantasy team and he got no targets in the second half. So it's like, where? why are we getting away from the other guy that's also really good, um, selfishly? But I don't think they're the same team without Tua. Um, last two teams, I'll go really quick here. Uh, Cowboys, 3-1. and one. Cooper Rush has kept that season alive. They could easily be 0-4. I mean, they lost the only game with Dak, and Dak did not look good. So Dak comes back, is it this week or next week? I don't know, but they need to keep stringing these wins together. They're in a division that's up for grabs. Like they're still in contention with the Eagles. I don't think the giants are for real, obviously. Um, and the commanders are just bad. So I think the Cowboys are legit, have a legit shot to either win the division or, or get a wild card spot. So they are on my for debate and we'll see how that kind of pans out the rest of the year. And then last team here is the 49ers. Um, 49ers defense like you said has just been absolutely incredible it's the offense that holds them back and if they can get that offense going which I said earlier they're a scary team and we saw a little glimpse of that this past week against um the Rams Debo got going IU had a couple catches like Jeff Wilson looked good if they can get that offense going that team is really really good only allowed 46 points through the first four weeks of the year which is super low um, significantly lower than any other team, so I, I'm looking out for the 49ers. See how they pan out in that division, which is also up for up for grabs. I think every every team in that division is two and two, and I don't believe in the Cardinals, so I'm kind of scratching them. But um, or the Seahawks. So I guess for me, it's really just the 49ers and the Rams. So um, those are my for debate teams, and and I think it's a, a good list, and uh, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing how that kind of pans out. Where are you in relation to that list? I know we. Butthead's a little bit on the Bucks, but I do believe in them. But as far as the other teams, where are you?
0: So with the Bengals, um, I don't disagree with you there. Um, on them, I think they've got a wide open shot to potentially run away with this division. The Ravens were my favorite coming into this season, but we talked about them earlier, how they've just blown too many uh, big leads. And, and I think that's going to potentially come back to bite them. We saw it come back to bite them last year. You just have to, good teams, championship teams, close out games. And they've got to find a way to do that however uh, they manage. But until then, Bengals look like they could run away with this division. I, I still hold out faith that the Ravens are going to tighten things up and the Ravens are going to potentially win this division because uh, they overall have looked really, really good. These, these fourth quarter collapses are are abysmal. The Bengals have actually been the opposite. They've grinded their way to two and two, but they haven't looked as good as the Ravens. So I guess you could say the Ravens have, you know, given up their chance to, to run away with this division and, and, Uh, the Bengals are only going to improve because, you know, like I said, against the Dolphins last week, Cincinnati did not look good, down 15-14 in the fourth quarter and then rattled off a couple uh, touchdowns to win that game 27-15 against a a team that lost two a midway through. So, um, you know, I need Cincinnati to actually look better overall before I buy into them. Um, So I'm still uh, kind of out on the Bengals until then. But you're right. There's not a ton of competition in this division, um, but if they get it together and continue to improve and get back to where they were towards the back half of the last season, I mean, they're, they're potentially going to run away with the division because outside of the Ravens, the other two teams aren't competing, uh, for the Jaguars. Um. Yeah, I, I think they're on the four debate. They were kind of they were close to the four debate for me last week. Like I said, it's an easy division. Um, Trevor Lawrence and the Jaguars have been very competitive. I think they're gonna. They've shown us they're gonna be competitive all season. Um. Like I said, we could see. I don't think the Titans are a top ten team, but we could see them winning this division only because. Um, of how bad overall that division is. I think the Jags, if they come, finish this season at eight, and nine, nine, and eight, that's a huge win for them. And that could potentially win the division. So they're in that four debate column. I don't have a lot of disagreement there. Uh, Dolphins, we discussed Cowboys, um, have actually had the 25th graded offense and a top top eight defense, top five special teams, which has kept them in these games. I think that defense is clearly going to stay consistent. If Dak comes back and that offense moves into the top half of the league overall, uh, the Cowboys are going to be really tough to beat. But Philly is still running away with this division, in my opinion. I know they're only a game apart right now, but I just don't think Dallas is good enough. And I I, I think Philly is more talented, and I think Philly has a way better coaching staff. So Cowboys are kind of similar to Minnesota. Like Dallas and Minnesota are pretty much even for me. NFC wild card contenders that could upset someone in that first round. The Niners I talked about earlier, that D'Amico Ryan's defense, 13 of the last 16 opponents have been held under the projected scoring total. That's going to keep them in games offensively. Jimmy G is going to limit that ceiling. The number one defense and uh, the fifth worst graded offense overall for San Francisco. Um, I tweeted about this a lot Monday night. During the game, but Kyle Shanahan schemes guys open and truly creates success for his offense. We saw that with uh, Jeff Wilson. We saw that with Debo Samuel. Debo is just a video game, by the way. Uh, Jimmy G is always going to limit that. They've been able to get to the NFC Championships with Jimmy G. Sure, they could do it again, uh, but I think they're always going to be just a little limited. Like at the end of the day, I still think LA comes out of that division and uh, is is more likely to contend for Super Bowl than San Francisco. And the difference there is Matthew Stafford. That's literally it. It. And so they're they're going to stay in that four debate section for me. I, I don't think they're frauds. I don't think uh, they're a top five team like PFF has them. To me, they're like really in that nine, 10, 11 range. Uh, and then really that last one, their Chargers, don't, that's going to be the only spot I disagree. I think the Chargers... I think the wheels could potentially fall off. I don't think they've looked that good. They've stumbled some. They also have the fifth toughest schedule moving forward. Um, they've been a middle-of-the-pack offense. Herbert, we don't know. You know, they played the Texans. They always seem to blow leads, uh, almost blew leading lead against the Texans before getting uh, another touchdown there at the end. The offense has looked okay. The defense has not looked as good, and they just had another run of injuries. They lost a couple offensive linemen. They lost some defensive studs. They've lost Bo, uh, Bosa Slater. A ton of injuries gone their way. I think Herbert's an absolute stud. He's one of the top-graded passers in the league. But for some reason, they just can never put it together, and they always seem to uh, kind of let, let – uh, these chances slip to their fingers. And I think the Chargers, potentially the wheels fall off here and uh, they end up missing the playoffs. Uh, I know that's probably the most controversial one that we've we've had on here between the two of us because I know you're a big fan of the Chargers and they could definitely ride off some wins. I think this week against Cleveland is a trap game. And then I know how bad the Broncos have looked, but Russell Wilson in a divisional game, they've got a couple tough ones uh, coming up that could be a little difficult. Going to Cleveland uh, is always easy because Cleveland is a tough, well coached team. Then they got Denver, but they do have a couple easy games between Seattle and Atlanta. And then it's a tough run. Niners, Chiefs, Cards, Raiders. Cards and Raiders could start putting it together by then. Dolphins, if two is back. Then you got Titans, Colts, then Rams, Broncos to round out the season. You know, only. Three about three or four of those games in there are potentially uh, clear Ws. Um, the rest of them, to me, aren't clear wins, and I think that's going to be tough for the Chargers uh, as they try to close out the season. So that's really the only one where I'm sitting here and I really disagree with you is, is on the Los Angeles Chargers. I don't know if you got any other, anything else that you want to add to that.
1: No, those are great points. I, I think a lot of people have doubted, like, if you even just look up Chargers Twitter, um, which I've also done, is – they doubt the ability for this team to win games. They doubt the mm-hmm. ability for, I think Herbert is like under 500 at his time with LA. So I definitely understand that. I could see that. Um, I just, I feel like, I still feel like two teams are coming out of this division. So whether it's the Chargers or the Broncos or if the Raiders get it together, who knows, but uh, I still feel like two teams are coming out of this division. That's why I keep them in this for debate column.
0: Yeah. And, and that's, I, I think You know, I'm I'm not completely ruling them out. Like they could definitely get together, but I could definitely see some things with the Chargers here breaking, um, rit really, uh, the opposite way that potentially sends them towards um, middle of the pack team and and another 500. Type season, so that's going to be something to watch. Uh, Rob, as always, I've enjoyed uh, this episode and everything, um, and I know we'll we'll be looking towards next week to see like how these teams perform. You know, because this is pretty pivotal. These teams that can come out of week five sitting at three and two or even four and one, I mean, it, it's it's tough to you got to really try to miss the playoffs at that point. And then some of these teams that are going to be behind the eight ball, sitting at one and four, two and three. If one and four, your season's pretty much over. Two and three, you've got a chance, but it's it's really an uphill battle. We're going to have a lot to talk about next week. But, man, I appreciate you jumping on here and, uh, you know, looking forward to getting back at it again next week.
1: For sure, man. We got a couple good games here. Um, I know I'm usually into the 1 o'clock games on the East Coast, but there's quite a few good 4 o'clock games we are going to have to check out. So it should be a fun week. Looking forward to uh, chatting it up next week, see what happens. Absolutely, my man. Look forward to it. Everybody else, thank you for tuning in. You can find us
0: at Roster Up Media on all social channels. You can find him at McW 24 You can find me at Cody Engel. Check us out at RosterUpMedia.com. Bye, everybody.